I'm your host, Anna Holmquist. We're here today with Devin Flower. How are you? I'm, I'm okay. I can't complain, I guess. Been better, been worse. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're here today to talk about some bad songs, some embarrassing <laughs> tracks from the past. So we're going to do that. Uh, when did you first awesome. start writing music? I feel like I started writing music kind of late compared to a lot of people that I know. I grew up playing classical violin I didn't start writing music until I like sitting down with a guitar writing music or writing lyrics and stuff like that until I was maybe like 18. When did you start learning guitar? I mean when did you start with the classical stuff and then when did you make the switch? I started playing violin when I was nine. My parents are both musicians and my dad is a guitarist so he taught me like some things as a kid but I didn't actually really start trying to teach myself until I was maybe like 19 or 20. More than a few chords, not even until I was like 21, 22. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Same for me. I, I taught myself guitar in college. So around that time frame, I think nice. the summer that I was 20 or something like that. I really started teaching myself. And yeah, it was just a few chords at first. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The first few shows that I played on guitar, it was, I don't know why I did it. It was very bad. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I look back and think, wow, I, I feel like I was really brave or I just didn't. I had a lot of shame and a lot of like imposter syndrome, which I think I still have. But at the same time, like I would write a song with just one chord and be like this is an amazing song I'm gonna self-release this you know yeah um, I I think it was the same for me weirdly it's like I've had a lot of imposter syndrome too and yet like I was playing shows on guitar at like two months after I started learning it like mm -hmm. playing like two chord songs like very shittily and yeah. <laughs> on like an ovation acoustic electric I don't know I love it. honestly no shame though because I feel like it shouldn't be like you make music in secret until you get good enough and then you put it out. Like, I think limitation breeds creativity. So if you're bad at an instrument, you'll probably make more interesting music <laughs> on that instrument. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's like all about experimentation. <laughs> yeah, true. So then what was it like for you after you started doing like writing music and um, playing stuff on guitar? Were you playing shows out right away? No. I mean, when I started making music, I think it was mostly just with a couple friends and I could sing. So we just started making like music together and I would just do vocals or maybe do like bass or something like with two notes or just something that I could like be a part of it. And I honestly never thought I would make my own music until I was in a band for, you know, a couple years and like started having cravings to like do my own thing but when I first started that was not even something that I thought I had like the capability of doing I understand that other people I've talked to and me too like just for a long time I I was like well I'm just like a, you know I'm, I'm a support person like that's what I can do mm -hmm. I can do like backing vocals you know I can play like keyboard whatever but yeah then then you start feeling like you want to do your own thing too yeah <laughs> All right. Well, you have several tracks here for us to listen to from the past. Um, what's the first one you want to listen to? I was thinking maybe Tell Me because I think that's the first 
song that I ever wrote on guitar and recorded and like wanted to put out. And I will say, I like this song. I think I kind of like all the songs I gave you, but there are elements of it that I definitely look back on with some shame or I, I cringed out a little bit, so. All right, well, let's give it a listen. So have you always self-recorded? Um, yes. I haven't always self-mixed, but I learned how to record music around this time. effects on my voice. Yeah. <laughs> that was my punk element. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I needed to like toughen it up a bit, you know. Uh-huh. Yes, this album actually, it's kind of funny. I feel like it's a good story, but I, I was in this band with um, a collaborator and ex-boyfriend of mine who we made tons of music together and he really got me into, I think, making my own music. But I really wanted to make folk music and he didn't. And I was so afraid to do it by myself, but then one day he was out of the apartment, we were living together, and I just was like, I'm just gonna do it. So I set up a looper. I recorded all of these songs where I was just looping guitar and then improvised singing over it. But then this was the one song on there that I had already written. Mm -hmm. Because it was like my one song that I had (laughs) written already. (laughs) Um, And so I released this when I was still putting out music under Yarrow. So this album was just called Yarrow. And yeah, my first EP. That's great. Yeah. most embarrassing about that song to you um I think most of my 
songs that I feel embarrassment about, it's the lyrics. Yeah. Like, I'm not embarrassed about not being good at an instrument or not, you know, having the courage to sing <laughs> with a little um, more clarity. But I'm, I do get embarrassed about lyrics. Like, I honestly think a lot of those lyrics were, like, me singing about, like, a friend I secretly had a crush on or, like, <laughs> you know, just things where I'm like, oh, God, I'm so yeah. cringed out by my own, like, <laughs> lyrics. Um, and I even think about that when I'm writing music now. Like, maybe I'll be really embarrassed about these lyrics one day. <laughs> and I'm just not right now because I'm in it. Right. I wonder that, too, sometimes. I'm like, you know, may- I mean, I'm 30 now, so it's like maybe – maybe in 10 years I won't be that embarrassed but I don't know I might be I don't know it's so hard to say but yeah in the moment you think it's like the best thing ever yes I I honestly (laughs) thought that I had written like one of the most beautiful songs that would ever be heard (laughs) which I do think it's pretty but I also I don't know it is pretty yeah (laughs) yeah all right so you you have a you have another one here from that same yes so this was a cover I kind of could read tabs, but I don't think I could play the chords actually necessary to play this song. So I just came up with chords that I thought sounded like they matched, which I actually uh-huh. think I did a pretty good job. But I also think it's funny that I put out this EP with all like just looping stuff and improvising. But then I had this like Fleetwood Mac cover as <laughs> the last <laughs> song. All right. Well, let's give it a listen. Okay. delay (laughs) so good oh yeah (laughs) it's really there oh yeah I mean a great cover song choice this is such a wonderful song thank you it's one of my karaoke go-tos oh great karaoke song Mm mm-hmm can't wait until we can all do karaoke again one day I know (laughs) I miss it so much my roommate and I have been doing karaoke in our living room have a little karaoke mic yeah what's your go-to do you have a go-to song um I think it depends on my mood um I really like to do um Honestly, lately at home, I've been doing Breathe, a.k.a. 2 a.m. Nice. Who is that? Anna Nalik? Is that the singer of that song? Yeah, I, th- I think so, yeah. I haven't so thought good. about that song in a while. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, I like to do a lot of early 2000s, like, kind of power singer-songwriter. I like to do Cranberries songs when I'm feeling like oh, yeah. my voice can, if it's the first song of the night, if I haven't already blown my whole <laughs> vocal cord <laughs> region.
drama. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just got to bring the drama. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to another one. What's the next one okay. you want to listen to? So I think maybe we could go back in time to the first thing I ever recorded and put out. And this was with a band. And I really wanted to scream. I wanted to be like a... I think I really just wanted to be in a punk band or wanted to be in a hardcore band because that's mostly the music that I listen to. But we just made it like kind of electronic. So there was like a drum machine and there was like screaming and there was sometimes like keys. I don't really know how to classify it as a genre, but I feel like we can listen uh-huh. to some of those. Um <laughs> different than other stuff yeah (laughs) I think I think that the other stuff was a reaction to like not wanting to do abrasive music anymore (laughs) yeah but this song I remember I wrote because I had just moved to Colorado and it never rained there and I was I hated it it was so dry and sunny and hot but I also think it's about hating capitalism like I think I was like singing about like it not raining and also capitalism and it was like and I was trying to compare the two (laughs) things This was really just this ongoing collaboration with the same um, ex-boyfriend that... I, I mean, we made music together for like a few... for the whole time we were together, really. And even when we were just friends. Um, so this was a one-off project, but we like did a few other projects together. Um, gotcha that were all under different names and like with different genres (laughs) until finally I was just like I want to just make music by myself I'm I think I'm a control freak (laughs) (laughs) that's fair I mean you know it's I think it's nice to have like to be the one that has like the say over things it can Mm -hmm. be really nice to like have something that you can point at and you're like this is all me I mean, especially when you're self-recording it, too. Mm-hmm. I haven't, like, done much self-recording, but obviously, like, lately, that's the only option. So I've been doing more of that um, kind of stuff to to release. And it is really, it's, like, a really nice feeling to be like, okay, I made this song, and I recorded it, and I put it out, and it's, like, just 100% me, and that's really exciting. I love collaborating with people, too, um, but it's nice to have a few things that are just your own. Yeah, I think I've gotten better at collaborating with people, over after like years of making music by myself and you start to crave like input and collaboration from other people but I think when you've never done it it's like it's it's a nice feeling to just have complete say over totally a lot of pressure too though 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> it is stressful. Yeah. I know. It, like, then you get into the whole like cycle of feeling like your music's great, and then feeling like, what even is this? It's a it's a nightmare. It's terrible listening to mixes over and over and over again. <laughs> it can be a lot. All right. Well, let's listen to this other song from that same project, Yard okay. Sale. A lot of delay on this one, too. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty great. Did you perform these songs? Never. I wish that I did, but I didn't. I had never performed live at this point. Right. Yeah, this would have been a wild show. I know. Well, I think I went to a lot of punk shows and hardcore shows, and I was very much like into... The DIY scene. Oh, that delay. Uh-huh. So good. <laughs> and I always would look up to like these girls that would just seem so tough to me. And I felt like I was like not at all tough or cool. <laughs> but when I hear these, I'm like, man, if I perform these, probably somebody would have thought I was tough. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think for a long time, because I just, you know, started doing just very like gentle piano and folky stuff you know Mm -hmm. and still do that sometimes but I think for a long time I thought like oh I could never like scream I could never like get on stage and like be you know really have that presence and then like when I finally started doing some stuff like that I was like oh wait like I totally can (laughs) like it's it's something that I can just do if if you want to do it you can just do it so I don't know it's never too late (laughs) yeah maybe I'll have like a really surprise release in the future yeah. where I'm just just yeah screaming. stay tuned for that yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right you have one final track to for us to listen to here yeah want to talk about that this one is more recent not super recent maybe like four years ago um, mm-hmm. um I have all of these recordings and demos that are very like singer songwritery, and I like don't really know what to do with them but I also mm-hmm. like I don't think I'm necessarily that great at doing that kind of music, but mm-hmm. this one I chose just because I wrote it specifically after I had a panic attack at Cole's bar, um, which I thought was just so cringy, <laughs> but also it was kind of funny and relatable. Like who hasn't been at Cole's and been like, oh my God, I feel so um, overstimulated right now. Oh, absolutely. That's like <laughs> one of the, one of the top, like really crowded hallway bars that you're like, oh my God, now I have to squeeze my way through all these people. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I thought it was sort of cliche, but I also, I think like the other songs, like, I don't think it's terrible, but I also don't, there are also parts of it that embarrass me. <laughs> Thank you. 
I've actually performed this live a couple times. Or I did oh, yeah. back in the day when I first wrote it. Yeah. The creature of Thank you. I kind of like it too. I was like, should I send this? Because I kind of like it. But I think just certain lines like this bar giveth, this bar taketh away. I like, I don't know if I could. That was something a friend of mine used to say kind of as a joke about specifically about going to Kohl's because we were like, Uh can we, should we do this tonight? It's going to be a lot. We're going to have to like lose something and we're going to have to gain something if we. Yeah. (laughs) I really need to be riled up to go out because I'm such a I'm a homebody and I need to like be like gassed up by my friends for to to (laughs) get get the energy to go yeah (laughs) I hear that especially Kohl's I feel like I love Kohl's it's a great place but there are nights where I'm just like I cannot do this it's going to be 100% (laughs) full of people I mean right now I would give anything to be in Kohl's it sounds like it sounds like a great time yeah yeah but in general, in the past, when it was normal to go to bars, <laughs> I, I feel like I would have to psych myself up for that, too. Yeah. I feel like I get reverse FOMO. Like, people get, like, fear of missing out if they stay home. And I sometimes feel the opposite, where I'm out and I'm like, but what could I be watching <laughs> if I was home? Or, like, what would a shower feel like right now? It would be so warm. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. That's great. How would you say that your songwriting process has changed over the years? I think that, I mean, I think a lot of my songwriting just changes a lot with what gear I have and how skilled I am at recording or at playing instruments or at even just like manipulating things like with my pedals or with Pro Tools or, you know, with whatever I have at my disposal. Yeah, I think my songwriting has just, I think it's gotten better as I've gotten better at playing instruments and you know using my gear but I also think that I've kind of like maybe refined a little bit more uh, my own style because I think my music is really a a mix of ambient and some you know bedroom kind of folkiness and so just kind of like yeah I guess learning what my voice is has really helped because I think I have a lot of songs like that one that we just played where it's like I wrote it but I don't really know where it fits no, that totally makes sense. I mean, and it really tracks with, with 
I feel like what a lot of people have been saying that I've been doing episodes with, especially lately, um, just like that process of finding your voice mm-hmm. and like figuring out like what what is the sound that like feels truest to you and like what is your I don't know, authentic sound or what is the thing that is like the most authentic to what you're trying to express. Mm -hmm. So I think it just like takes a while. And I guess I would hope that like, yeah, like the whole process of it over the years is like a journey toward just like finding, finding that. And there's always, you know, room for change and things will always change. It's funny. I think about this sometimes with artists that, um, I uh, am like a fan of or that lots of people are fans of and when they change the style of music from one album to another it's like frowned upon or you know people get really upset like oh they their first few albums were like this but then their next two albums were like that whereas when for me personally making music that's like the best freedom oh my god yeah of like nobody's telling me what to do and maybe that's just part of the freedom of not being signed to a major label or being an independent artist is like I could literally do whatever I want and that's just my truth and that's just how I'm feeling at the time that I put that out or record that yeah I think like I mean messing with different genres and trying new things and experimentation is like what keeps things fresh and interesting and like and helps you grow as like a songwriter and I mean and with like instruments and gear and like trying new things and being a little uncomfortable about what you're trying I think is it really helps like elevate the overall creativity of something like I love I love like trying something new and I don't really know how to do it yet um yes I think I think a lot of weird fun ideas come from it (laughs) yes I feel like my maybe my best songs or my favorite songs especially off the album I'm working on right now are ones where I was at like the precipice of learning something new and so it just was like so much experimentation. Yeah, for sure. I, when I for so long I played acoustic guitar, and when I switched to electric, I just wrote like a ton of songs because it was just you know I was like, look at me, I'm playing electric guitar. I know. <laughs> you know, and so then I'm like, well, what can I do now? What what different things can I do on this? Um, yeah, it can be it can be really exciting. I know I know you said that you. Uh, are a homebody. What what's it been like for you during the pandemic? Creative, like creatively, does it feel like you've had time and energy to work on music? Has it been more hit or miss? I feel like I've gone through so many cycles or different. Like it's really ebbed and flowed. Like when I was already kind of feeling stuck with my relationship to music a little bit before mm-hmm. this pandemic started and I was going to go on my first tour and really like looking for the tour to like awaken me or like change my perspective in some ways some way and then that got canceled and yeah I think when this first started I had a lot of energy because I mean I've always just worked so much and so finding the time to make music was like hard and so when all of a sudden for the first time in my adult life, I didn't have a job. It was like, oh great, I feel so inspired. I have nothing but time to create. But um, that has really changed over the past like two months to where I will have moments where I'm feeling really creative, but I have like long periods of time where I feel really just like no juice, you know? (laughs) Like I just, I do come back to feeling stuck. But I've been really inspired by just sounds in general and 
one thing I've been doing during this time is um, I've been collecting like field recordings from friends and also just wind chimes around the neighborhood. And cool. I feel like that's been kind of keeping me feeling inspired, you know, working on these just more technical soundscape pieces because there's less pressure on myself, I think, to be the artist creating. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think for, I mean, it's hard not to be depressed about the world. It's so true. At this moment in time, you know, so it's like some, I think some days you just have to sort of sit on your couch and not do much uh, and not like beat yourself up, beat yourself up about it. It's what it seemed like from a lot of people I've been talking to all as well. It's just like, it's sort of like a day by day or week by week thing, mm-hmm. um, which is good. You know, it feels like a little bit of a long haul here. So it's nice to hear that people aren't putting too much pressure on themselves to create things. Just because you have the time doesn't mean that like you're super inspired 100% yes. of the time. Like, I know it's, it is so hard to be, go easy on ourselves. And I think social media makes it hard too, because yes. I mean, I love seeing all of the work that people are creating. Like that is one of my favorite things about social media right now is that I'm, feeling inspired by seeing others create but I also think it's you don't hear from people who are feeling stuck so it's easy to think that like there's something wrong with me I'm the only one that's stuck look at all this amazing work that everyone else is doing like am I just not as driven or do I just not have the whatever it takes you know but then you start talking to friends and or at least I have been and realizing no a lot of people are feeling that way what are some things you've been listening to lately that you've been liking I am basically obsessed with Felicia Atkinson. She's really a hero of mine, and I've been listening to her entire discography, but especially her first album and her most recent release as well. And I've been listening to a lot of Kate LeBon. I love Kate LeBon. Oh, yeah. And she recently released some songs from her last album, but like, reworked and a lot of them are really like kind of more experimental or weird recordings um so that's I recommend that if you haven't listened to it also um Gia Margaret has been releasing some like ambient pieces from her upcoming album and I've been loving those I'm excited to hear the full album when it comes out me too yeah well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for asking me. This is so fun. I'm, I feel like I'm very awkward when no. I know I'm being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing. It, it was weird for me to get used to. Like I had the idea for the podcast and I was like, I'm going to do it. And then I was like, oh, no, this means I have to like talk. <laughs> like, I don't love talking. And I, you know, it's uh, I've been hearing my own my singing voice recorded for years now. So I'm super used to it. Like at first it was really weird, but not so much my talking voice. So now editing the podcast has been like an exercise in getting used to my speaking voice. But at, at first I was like, oh, no, <laughs> fuck. Well, I think you're great. I think you have a great speaking voice. and <laughs> Thank you so much. Definitely made me feel at ease because I tend to feel awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you I... didn't sound awkward to me. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye. Yay. Hey, 
Hey, thanks for listening. Please go check out Devin Flowers Music on the internet, and you can find us on the internet at Bad Songwriter on Instagram and Bad underscore Songwriter on Twitter. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd love it if you could rate, review, subscribe, follow, share it with a friend, share it on social media. All of these things help us out. If you are a songwriter who is interested in being on the podcast and has material for it, you can email me at badsongwriterpod at gmail.com. I hope that you have a good week. Go get outside, soak up some of that summery going into fall air while you can in a distanced way, of course. Uh, We'll see you next week.